Well, joining us to wrap up the day's market moves is Grant Neda from Benguela Global Fund Managers. Thank you so much for your time, Grant. We've had quite uh, a few uh, labor market data points coming out of the U.S. Yesterday, we had the JOLT job openings for October. And then today, we had the ADP private mm -hmm. payrolls. And of course, markets are looking out for weekly jobless claims tomorrow and uh, that non-farm payrolls print for November on Friday. But just from what has come out uh, of the labor market so far, what is that significant? about the labor market, the state of the economy in the U.S., and possibly what the Fed could do next week? Yeah, I think if you think about what the bigger picture has been, it's been about trying to get on top of inflation, trying to bring it down. Central banks globally have been aggressively trying to manage that down by raising rates aggressively. A lot of inflation has come off, but one of the places where it's been the stickiest and the most difficult to bring down has been in wages. And the reason being, the labor markets are very tight in the US and Europe as well. And that means people have bargaining power in the, in wage negotiations. And so that has kept the spending power and the demand from the consumer, specifically in the US, has been very robust. And that's obviously meant there's some support to prices and inflation has been stickier in certain in certain aspects. So the, the last sort of domino to fall that the Fed has been looking for is a loosening in this labor market. Yesterday, we saw job openings coming off which means, you know, currently they still have about 1.6 jobs for every job seeker. So they, they're certainly not struggling, but but it is weakening and it's well off its highs of nearly two times. And then we saw today that um, new job openings uh, in the private markets came in at around 100 versus 130 expected. That's very encouraging because, again, it shows some loosening in the labor market. And then the last piece of the puzzle was there was some good productivity numbers, which means that those people who are working are actually uh, um, being more productive and that is also something that is inflation positive and or profit positive. So typically it's a win-win situation, productivity is your first price. So that's almost a Goldilocks scenario. We've seen the the, the futures markets in the US aggressively uh, pricing that in. There's over a 60% probability of the first cut in March next year, which is very optimistic, but the market, more than half of the market is now starting to price that in. So it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. And it has an obvious knock-on effect into South Africa as well. Ah, all right. Well, as we're talking about uh, the U.S., I actually want to go into uh, BAT, um, which has uh, come out with an update today, basically saying that it is still experiencing pressures in the U.S. and the outlook, uh, the outlook not looking great. Therefore, its uh, traditional uh, combustibles uh, products um, reaffirming their earnings uh, matching guidance, though, for this uh, financial year. Quite a lot of moving parts as they also talk about mm. the uh, new categories that are due to break even uh, sooner than they expect. That share price did sink over 7%. What is it that uh, gave markets a little bit of a fright here? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a, a large disappointment to see this. So they made an acquisition or was a merger, but they paid a lot of money as well for, for Reynolds Tobacco with some strong brands that came with it um, five or six years ago. And and now what we saw today is a massive write down of those assets. So mm. 25 billion pounds in the neighbors or 31 million billion dollars. And it's basically them saying, we thought we'd be selling cigarettes through these brands for the next 20 or 30 years uh, and things would be business as usual. But actually, we were very wrong. And there's a lot less value to be extracted. So that's the negative. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't affect earnings because it's a balance sheet impact. But on the earnings front, they managed to retain their guidance for mid-single digits. And what is positive, if you want to look on the bright side, is 
They're bringing down their debt, which means they've got enough money to keep paying this very healthy dividend of well over 8%. Mm. They've got money to start buying back shares again, potentially, as they bring the debt down. And then the other important point is the combust- the non-combustibles, which is the vape uh, and all these other competitive um, cigarettes that a lot of the youngsters are taking to nowadays. That's actually a tremendous growth area. But what's happening is they don't have the dominance. None of these traditional tobacco companies have the same kind of dominance in that space that they used to have in the traditional um, you know, heat smoking t- uh, cigarettes that we're used to. Mm-hmm. So they really need to establish themselves there that it is a growth area for them. They've brought forward their profit forecast on that by two years, which is another positive. But really, these guys are going to have to start snapping up some of these little competitors Mm. or they're going to end up being a much smaller player in the new bigger market. Mm. So it's pros and cons, and it depends on how they implement their strategy over the next few years. Yeah, very, very interesting dynamics happening there in that tobacco market. Let's go on uh, to uh, car parts um, and uh, batteries. So we have... Met A that came out with a sense today. Quite a number of announcements there. Of course, uh, the big one that the uh, CEO that just came in in April this year um, mm. is uh, ending his tenure at the end of January. Of course, uh, health reasons and not anything that's like suspicious or anything. Uh, they also gave us an update on their Ford project, but also uh, their uh, Romania subsidiary uh, being in the line of sight of the European Commission for a potential uh, violation of EU antitrust laws with other manufacturers. Uh, what did you make of uh, all those announcements there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very noisy story, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the first thing we have to do is decide whether we accept at face value that the CEO resignation is for health reasons. Yeah. Six months after he joined, um, it's possible. Yeah. Um, we, but, but there's no clear... I think the timing is an uh, interesting coincidence. Let's Let's put it that way. So... Mm. That points to a little bit of smoke and fire. Um, That would be a concern. And then the EU investigation relates to the period 2004 to 2017, as I understand it, around um, the battery um, regulations. The EU doesn't take, uh, doesn't mess around with these things. They move very slowly, but they're very serious about antitrust and regulations. We've seen them come in with significant funds on some of the big tech companies, the Googles and the Metas of the world. Mm. So when they come after you, they do come after you properly. It is a concern. I don't know what the substance of it is, but perhaps there's something to be read through in the CEO's resignation. So I'd be a little bit concerned and a little bit careful there if I was a shareholder. Yeah, and I mean, it is quite concerning because this company has actually experienced quite a lot of headwinds in the last while. Let's get Mm -hmm. to your stock pick for today. Grant, what will it be? So I'm picking Mondi. Um, it has had a nice recovery off its lows, but it's still relatively cheap relative to its history. It's very well placed to benefit from a recovery in the European and the global growth outlook over the next 9, 12, 18 months. If we see a turning in the rate cycle, which it looks like we are seeing, uh, and we're going to subsequently see a nice recovery, you know, as an investor, you need to look through the short-term noise. And I think Bondi is very well placed to be a beneficiary of that longer-term uh, improvement in the global growth cycle. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your analysis today. Grant, really appreciate it. That was Grant Nader from Benguela Global.